Namaste. We are with the mother's prayers and meditations. And as we know, there are various kinds of prayers. There is a prayer when somebody wants to propitiate a deity to get something. There is a prayer where one wants to give oneself for the divine. Two very vast different kinds of prayers. And then there are prayers for some immediate results. There are prayers for uh, adoration of the divine. There are prayers of thanksgiving. So what we are going to read today is a prayer of gratitude. Now why should we have gratitude to the divine? First of all, gratitude is a psychic feeling. It doesn't need a cause. Like love. Mother says that gratitude is a modified form of love. Meaning thereby that it doesn't, it is a self-existent truth. Like faith again. So things like faith, gratitude, love, courage, uh, they are spontaneous qualities of the soul. They don't need a reason. But the mind wants a reason. The vital wants a reason. The vital will always say that grateful because I got this from you. Or the mind will say, well, gratitude because of this, this, this reason. But for the soul, gratitude is a way of life. Every morning, as the mother says, when we wake up, we should express gratitude to the divine. And why every morning? She says, every moment the whole universe is recreated. And if we want, the entire life can be changed in one moment. And I have seen this. I have seen this, you know, just a little prayer to the mother and everything can change in one moment. That is the power of the moment. So every day when we wake up, we should give a prayer of thanksgiving. But this prayer of gratitude is very unique. Unique in the sense it's revealing something absolutely beyond our understanding. Normally we think that the divine acts and there is an instrument and both are needed. The divine acts through the instrument and we, while we of course give thanks to the divine, we also say that the instrument was ready, capable, uh, through which the divine expressed and manifested. But we forget the great saying of the Gita where Sri Krishna tells Arjuna that Arjuna, this is a privilege being given to you. I am not dependent on you. If you don't pick up, well, I am giving you this privilege. But if you don't, I can create an instrument because this is the will that I am with which I am standing on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. So, the instrument depends on the divine, but the divine does not depend upon the instrument. He can use anything and everything for his self-expression. And if we look at from one standpoint, the whole universe is a representation and an expression of the divine. And when we look at it from that angle, the whole vision changes. Life becomes a ceaseless and constant worship. So with this uh, little um, background, we read this prayer of February 10th, 1913. My being goes up to thee in thanksgiving, not because thou usest this weak and imperfect body to manifest thyself, but because thou dost manifest thyself. And that is the splendor of splendors, the joy of joys, the marvel of marvels. Very subtle distinction. She is saying, I am grateful to you, she knows the inadequacies of the body and in general for us it's the whole instrument is so inadequate and that the divine can use it for his expression itself something wonderful. 
but saying not only you are using it you are actually expressing yourself through this instrument so she is raising her hands in gratitude because not only because thou usest this weak and imperfect body to manifest thyself but because thou dost manifest thyself so you are actually not one is that there is a distinction there is the divine and there is the instrument and this is something else this is the divine is not just the instrument which is being used he is just expressing himself in countless ways and that is the beauty of this uh, subtle distinction that she is making and that is the splendor of splendors means thereby that everything is an occasion it is not about the instrument instrument is on the side so when the divine manifests himself it doesn't matter he can use anything even a grain of sand and that is the splendor of splendors the joy of joys the marvel of marvels and now she qualifies it that's where the sense becomes so beautiful all who seek thee with ardor should understand that thou art there whenever there is need of thee now comes this wonderful thing that the divine doesn't depend on the instrument he can make use of anything and we have a very interesting uh, you know it's a poetry mystic poetry in hindi one of my favorites one where uh, the song runs like that andha dekhe behra sune gunga bole langda chalkar pahunche kashire by the grace of the divine the blind can see and we have this uh, perfect example in the story of sanjay dhritarashtra's rathi sanjay is no qualification he is not a yogi by any chance he is a very faithful um, charioteer of a blind king and not one of those great kings there is nothing that he has done so this story is very interesting about sanjay sanjay what is his qualification if you see outwardly there is nothing the mahabharata doesn't say why sanjay has been granted this great gift there is no background to it arjuna is told by shri krishna you are my friend and we have been together for battle of the ages i am giving you this divine vision but everything that arjuna saw the beauty sanjay also saw and sanjay was granted this and it's something like a, a something overriding the instrument and is no more dependent upon that it's like a giant tsunami which doesn't care what is there and what is not there and just takes it along with it so this is the state in which which she is experiencing so the distinction between instrument and the divine manifesting through the instrument is gone it is like the instrument the ego of the instrument is gone and all that is there in the experience is the divine divine expressing solely nothing else but thou so this is the subtle thing that she is um, you know revealing to us and then she is saying that the divine can manifest whenever there is need of thee so even a you know people sometimes ask about uh, talk for example so i see it these the divine can literally make a, a dumb person speak and there is a beautiful example of this in um, in the mother's own life in i mean in in one of the ashram tales that when a group of foreigners had come to uh, ask something about yoga so mother asked ambu bhai to speak to them now ambu bhai you must have seen the only person wearing langot and his photograph is all over doing asanas all kinds of postures he could do you will see his picture in all the books of asanas in the ashram context but he never spoke anything <laughs> so he said mother seriously you want me to speak so mother said yes okay so he is speaking to the foreigners they are very satisfied happy and go away 
But Ambu Bai cannot understand this mystery. So he asked the mother, after the whole thing is over, Mother, why did you ask me to speak? Amal Kiran is there. So many others are there. And you could have sent them to them. And they would have so beautifully explained everything. Why me? So mother says, you know, I used your ignorance. <laughs> I used your ignorance. She says, if I would have sent them to Amal Kiran, I know how much they are seeking. Amal Kiran would have given a whole dissertation. But that's not what I want to give them. I want to give them this much which only you can do. Now, see how foolishly we can think this pride of the instrument. So when the pride is gone, when the egoism of the instrument is gone, then we see the divine expressing himself in countless ways and he can express whenever we call him and it has nothing to do with this or that capacity because it's not just about weakness, the preparedness of the instrument. He can manifest in countless ways. I was reading a very interesting story where a person, a lady enters a passage and you know it's a dark passage and uh, she's a little worried and then she sees at the end of the passage there is uh, some... Uh, man standing and she is very worried that he, he could be a criminal. So she just folds her hand. Now she has to go home and that's the only way. So after some time she realizes should she turn back and then she said, no, I'll pray and go. So she keeps praying and going. And then she walks past the person and goes. Finally she reaches home. So she thanks the divine and everything. Next day she hears that uh, police comes and says, this man has been caught and one of the camera pictures are that you are also there. So she wants her to recognize the man. So she says, yes, this man was standing there, but he has done nothing to me. He says, no, but he mugged somebody else and hit. So she, they, she asked him that everything is fine, but why didn't you attack me? She said, I don't know, I felt somebody is with you. Now, this is something, you know... Um, so interesting that the divine can use the moment you call, even without a call, his action overrides all that we can imagine. It's inconceivable splendor. Uh, I can share one experience that once uh, I was taking a train from Calcutta to uh, my native place and I was coming all the way from FMC Pune, tired and you know, sitting in general compartment, short journey. So you want to take the first seat which is going to be there. And as a youngster, uh, all of us know what used to happen in those days in India. I don't know. I think it still must be happening. You are standing by the side of the door of the general compartment. As soon as it opens, you rush inside and occupy the first chair. Sometimes people also throw hankies from the windows. So I was by the side of the compartment and as soon as the train stopped, I opened and I, am, I stepped inside and then I was paralyzed. I don't know, I just, as if I just can't walk. I don't know what happened in that split second and behind me people who walked past me because it's, you know, anybody's seat. And then within split second, I hear a cry and you and cry and the lights come up and there's a man who has been stabbed, his money has been taken away and he's holding his pocket because money has been taken away from there. What happened? What happened? So there was a thief, it seems, waiting in the waiting who was waiting for the first person to get inside. That first person would have been me. Now look at it, what the divine can do. He can make you paralyzed, frozen. And this is so contrary to my desire, my wish, my expectation that I want to take a good seat. Now it surpasses thought. He doesn't use thought. It's not that a thought came that maybe there could be somebody, let others go, it is dark. That thought has not come. It's a direct action. So she's speaking of that state when there is a direct action of the divine 
which overpasses and overrides everything this is not a common way of action of the divine but it is possible and it's very much in the realm of possibility if the only thing is if we don't put all these things that oh i am too weak many people you know they get into false modesty how can i do this is a very difficult work often when people join the ashram mother would tell them that you know uh, someone i know who never knew french that go and teach french he said mother i don't know french he said i am telling you so you teach and then he started teaching he became one of the most loved french teachers another example is udarda whom she gave the work of construction lot of projects and uh, udarda said how will i get the money so mother took one rupee put in his hand and said okay i am giving you the first offering <laughs> for the project now you go and ask that is a fine mother but if you are saying i'll go and find out and he says everything came money came help came resources came this is beyond uh, anybody's comprehension so what she is saying is that we must learn how to open we must learn how to call in the divine intervention without this false modesty i cannot how am i supposed to do this can i really speak there are people who ask this question should i should i not all these questions if we put aside and simply trust the divine um, power and surrender then everything is possible so she says all who seek thee with ardor should understand that thou art there whenever there is need of thee so wonderful the divine assurance we know it in the gita art ardor is literally that and the mother is giving us once again this wonderful assurance which i am sure many of us would have experienced number of times i have myself experienced number of times that if you call the divine with ardor he will manifest there is no two ways about it and if we live life just with this certitude you know even in a life threatening situation when looks like this is inevitable and we call the divine intervention it comes so this is a very wonderful prayer and then she says and if they could have the supreme faith to give up seeking thee but rather to await thee at each moment putting themselves integrally at thy service thou wouldst be there whenever there was need of thee so now she is saying something still further one is that whenever we call for intervention the divine comes and it doesn't matter the instrument its weakness capacity but instead what we should do is if we know we wait in service of the divine and if we do that and call for the divine he will come and use whatever means are there at our disposal he will use our hands our feet our speech because ultimately it is that consciousness i know of people who had such consciousness developed in their hands and eyes whatever work they were doing one of them i remember is chandradeep ji you know his work was to sort out the mail the mail is coming and it's for different people so people have seen him that the mail comes and he would put it now normally how do you sort out you see you put here see you put here he is talking and he just sorting out this for this person this for this person how is it happening because the hands have developed that consciousness just by opening and surrender and number of instances i have seen so all that is required is that i am here to serve you integrally at thy service and the supreme trust that whenever we want whatever be the need you will be there so this is the wonderful thing and if they could have the supreme faith to give up seeking thee but rather to await thee at each moment putting themselves integrally 
at thy service thou wouldst be there whenever there was need of thee so this i have seen in very interesting way seeking thee and just being open and waiting i remember once a series of talks in nainital and someone observed and uh, told me doc saab told in hindi i am saying in english uh, lecture and all is very good but you know we have one problem i said yes please tell me what is the problem you must start with saying hari om and then invoke <laughs> i said okay thank you for this advice <laughs> it doesn't work with me like that i find it too pretentious because you know you don't have to make an open show and declaration of what you are doing it is a very quiet process you don't have to do that kind of uchcharan as if you are you know everybody is now the divine is going to come he is all the time present and when you live in that consciousness it's so wonderful that all that is needed is to await and he is there uh, everywhere and in everything and what we have to do put ourselves at the divine service whatever we may be doing wherever we may be doing and we should have the faith that's what is important and then she goes one step further and is there not always need of thee with us so then she says it's not only service everything we may be eating our food who is digesting it of course we say is the stomach but if we go back to the original truth when we offer the food it is the divine and there are prayers like that there is a prayer pranabda gave you know prayer of the body mother be in my nose and in my smelling be in my eyes and in my sight be in my ears and in my hearing be in my stomach and in the digestion can we imagine the divine right into every aspect of our life so all the time and actually is a very very profound truth a truth which is hinted in the kain upanishad but the mother is making it so practical that's what she always does so you'll see commentaries of the kain upanishad and what are the commentaries oh wonderful sanskrit janmanasana manute yena hur manomatang tadev brahman tvam viddhi nedam yadidam upasate that which the mind cannot know but that by which the mind can be known know that to be the brahman and not this that men seek here after so one way of looking at it is uh, well this is not brahman that is brahman this is the traditional understanding don't confuse this brahman is that but if you read closely it says that by which the mind can be known so there is a connection it's not either or so imagine if that consciousness is ultimately the primary whether it be our seeing our hearing our speaking our minds functioning understanding then how beautiful it will be if we allow this consciousness to permeate and percolate in everything and that is where we have very interesting word in the gita which is called brahmabhuta the person becomes so charged and full of the divine brahmabhut that everything is as if it is the divine overflowing from every side in every way entering inside so this is the most marvelous state that she is pointing us toward that at every moment don't we need you when we are taking a walk should we forget the divine and think oh it is my friend with whom i am walking or i am doing this exercise no every moment we need the divine so we walk with the divine we eat with the divine we sleep with the divine we do everything with the divine so this is where she is leading us towards that thou wouldst be there whenever there was need of thee and is there not always need of thee with us whatever may be the different and often unexpected forms of thy manifestation now she is taking it to still greater level there are forms of manifestation which uh, we understand like you know there are beautiful things 
होली थिंग्स सीक्रेट थिंग्स और थिंग्स नीडेड फॉर द सस्टेनेंस ऑफ अ लाइफ वी पुट द डिवाइन एंड कॉल हिम दिस इज ए ब्रैकेट बट डिवाइन में ब्रेक दिज मोल्ड्स देर मे बी ए वेरी अनएक्सपेक्टेड थिंग विच द डिवाइन में यूज एस फॉर वी कांट इवन कॉम्प्रीहेंड इट लाइक अर्जुना इन द गीता द डिवाइन मैनिफेस्टेशन इज टेकिंग प्लेस इन द फॉर्म ऑफ बैटल टू डिस्ट्रॉय द पीपल सो not only in the routine things of life which anyways we are doing but we should be so open that even in the most unexpected forms that he comes to manifest himself we should be able to receive and welcome and be grateful so this is the prayer it's it's a amazing prayer just in short looks very uh, and it is very simple but how many layers uh, where it takes us to and therefore now she doesn't pray any when you live in that consciousness you don't care that oh lord manifest through my speech my eyes there is no more my lord manifest thyself how does it matter see this is the state mother carries right up to the cellular yoga she says how does it matter whether it's this body or some other body what is needed is that the work should be done and it will be done who or what is meaningless because you know uh, all is ultimately one body one matter one substance so she closes this prayer prayer by this wonderful invocation let thy glory be proclaimed but when we are in the egoism of the instrument make me now this is one step it's not that it is invalid but she is taking us to great heights let thy glory be proclaimed let life be sanctified by it let it transform men's hearts let thy peace reign on earth so now there is no more of me and mine which comes when there is the instrument and the divine instrument is strong supple weak not able not capable but here all that she is asking and praying for which is what we should do is in countless ways you are manifesting and it's wonderful to see this manifestation how does it matter if it is through x or y or z and you know this can take away so many problems and so many you know Uh, issues that we experience in life so it closes with let thy glory be proclaimed let life be sanctified by it life which is struggling which is all the time limited life which is unhappy but what it is seeking for is the glory let it transform men's hearts let thy peace reign on earth how does it matter whether is this individual or that individual so we read this wonderful prayer february 10th 1913 i would only say that this prayer should become our life our breath our heartbeat everything should be that my being goes up to thee in thanksgiving not because thou uses this weak and imperfect body to manifest thyself but because thou dost manifest thyself and that is the splendor of splendors the joy of joys the marvel of marvels kenupnishad once again the marvel of marvels joy of joys splendor of splendors all who seek thee with ardor should understand that thou art there whenever there is need of thee and if they could have the supreme faith to give up seeking thee but rather to await thee at each moment putting themselves integrally at thy service thou wouldst be there whenever there was need of thee 
Seeking thee is an active process and sometimes this activity veils. One is seeking, wanting, trying. But when you don't do this, you know whether I seek or not. That alone is true. He is there and he will just use it. Just to wait, open, receptively to the divine. More than seeking. This is what Shurabindu towards the end in all his letters will say. He will say just open and receive. So this is where we have to work upon. Whatever may be the... And is there not always need of thee with us? Whatever may be the different and often unexpected forms of thy manifestation. In countless ways the divine comes to us. Let thy glory be proclaimed. Let life be sanctified by it. Let it transform men's hearts. Let thy peace reign on earth. Namaste.